G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Christians, we are indestructible until God is done with us. It's a freeing thought that the Lord has numbered our days. Whatever is threatening our survival, Pastor Greg Laurie says, it's in the Lord's hands. God's going to send His angels to deliver you, and you're indestructible until God is done with you. So stop freaking out about the duration of your life and just say, I'm going to do what I can with the time God gives me, and He's going to take care of me until He calls me home. This is the day when the lost are found This is the day for a new beginning Amazing grace, how sweet the sound Again you hear all the angels are singing This is the day, the day when life begins We've all heard the stories of athletes in perfect physical condition who died suddenly in the prime of life and then on the other side Many of us know people who've taken horrible care of themselves and they're in their 90s and still going strong. It's a good idea to look after our own health, but ultimately God decides when our time is up. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie shows us that God not only appoints our days, He appoints those tasks that He wants us to do while we're here. Hebrews chapter 11 is the Heroes Hall of Faith. It's a record of all the people that God used, or not all, but many of them, from the Old Testament, ordinary people like you and I, who did extraordinary things. They faced incredibly adverse circumstances like you and I do, but they rose above those circumstances and they changed their world. Could we change our world? Is that even possible still? You know, instead of the church of the first century, those that have turned the world upside down have come here as well. And by the way, that was not meant as a compliment. It was meant as a criticism. But that's because the first century believers made an impact. In fact, it was G. Campbell Morgan, the great British preacher who said, organized religion that fails to make a disturbance is dead. My concern is we're not making a disturbance anymore. In fact, it seems in some ways the world is changing the church more than the church is changing the world. We need to get back to the job God has called us to do because I believe we can change the world if we'll step up to the plate and start using our faith. You say, oh great, come on, I'm no saint. Actually, I beg to differ. You are a saint. Remember, saint is just another word for Christian or believer. So you are a saint to the point And by the way, the folks that God used in the Heroes Hall of Faith here in Hebrews 11 were not perfect people. In fact, they were far from it. They failed often. They're not in the Heroes Hall of Faith because they were great people. They're in the Heroes Hall of Faith because they had faith in a great God. So here are some things we've learned together in this series that I'll share with you in review uh, before we dig into our text in this message. Uh, Point number one, Faith does things. 
Faith does things. So if you're taking notes, just write that down. Faith does things. Faith is like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it becomes. The less you use it, the weaker it becomes. If you fail to use it, it will atrophy. When we look here in Hebrews 11, it's worth noting how many times it mentions what they did with their faith. It says, Abel offered a sacrifice. Noah prepared an ark. Abraham obeyed and later offered up Isaac. Listen to this. A faith with no works is a faith that does not work. Point number two. Faith grows stronger through testing. Faith grows stronger through testing. So the next time you pray, Lord, give me more faith. Don't be surprised if a trial or a test comes your way. You say, wait, Lord, I didn't pray for a test. I prayed for more faith. Yes, precisely. And that's how your faith grows. For uh, James 1 says, when all kinds of trials and temptations crowd into your lives, my brothers, don't treat them as intruders, but as friends. Realize they come to test your faith and produce in you a quality of endurance. Yes, God will test our faith. Point number three, faith comes by hearing and obeying God's word. So if you want to get more faith, it comes by hearing and obeying God's word. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now it's really hearing though. You have to pay attention. It seems like our whole country is collectively on their cell phones these days, you know? Have you noticed that when people stand in line like I, I get coffee in the morning and, and I stand in line and there'll be people there. No one will talk to each other. Everyone just stands there and look, just stares at their phone, just stares at the phone, you know, flipping, flipping, flipping on the phone. And uh, you know, when you're talking with someone and they get a text, you, you know, they'll, you're saying, then this is really important. I want to just, all of a sudden they go, okay, I'll, I'll just stop. I'll, go, I'll wait till you're done. Because I know you're not listening when you're reading that text. Because some people move their lips when they read a text. Yeah. <laughs> you're distracted. So I'll wait till you're done with that text from whoever it is and then we can return to our conversation. A lot of us are just distracted. I have to make a decision. I'm going to tune in to God's Word. I'm going to give attention with intention to what the Lord is saying in His Word. So here we are. Let's listen carefully. Number four. Faith can make the difference between something happening and not happening. Uh, remember the story of the woman who was praying for her daughter. Jesus healed her and said, Woman, great is your faith. May it be done as you desire. Listen, when Jesus walked this earth, he healed a lot of people, right? But did he heal everyone? Let me restate the question. Could he have healed everyone? He didn't even have to touch them. <laughs> he didn't even have to see them. He could have just said, Everyone is healed on the count of three. One, two, three, boom. Everyone ever healed. I don't know if that's a sound healing would make. Probably a better sound than that. Like bring, I don't know, but they're healed. Great, he could have done that, but he didn't. He responded to people calling out to him. Listen, the only place that Jesus was not able to do miracles was in the hometown of Nazareth because of their unbelief. I find that really interesting. He wanted to heal them, but he wouldn't heal them because of their unbelief. God is not limited by your circumstances. He's limited by your unbelief. You say, I've got these circumstances. No problemo with God. It's your unbelief that's the problem. 
So we have to say, Lord, I believe. But like that one guy who said, but help my unbelief. You don't have to have super faith. You just have to have faith. Take as much as you have and put it out there and say, Lord, I'm believing you for this. Faith can make the difference between something happening and not happening. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Ministries in California, USA. And he's sharing a message called, Of Whom the World Was Not Worthy. Let's listen further to hear about our longevity, our lifespan, and how it's determined by God, not by our circumstances. All right, so let's read about these world changers. Hebrews 11, verse 33. By faith, these people overthrew kingdoms. They ruled with justice. They received what God had promised them. They shut the mouths of lions. They quenched the flames of fire. And they escaped death by the edge of the sword. Their weakness was turned to strength. They became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight. Women received their loved ones back from death. So if you're taking notes, here's point number one. World changers are indestructible until God is done with them. World changers, or let me insert a different word, Christians, believers, saints, us, you, me, we are indestructible until God is done with us. Verse 33, they shut the mouths of lions. Now we're not told in particular who this is referring to. So when we think back in the Old Testament, what story do we know of a person who was in a den of lions? Daniel. Daniel in the lion's den. And uh, how did this come about? Well, Daniel was a godly man. And Daniel was so wise, the king came to really rely on him, which incurred the anger of other counselors to the king who became jealous and they wanted Daniel out. But they couldn't find any skeletons in his closet. There was not even a hint of scandal in his life. But they knew one thing about Daniel. They knew he prayed openly three times a day. So they got the king to unwittingly sign a decree that no one could pray to any god except him. And it was made into law. And Daniel knew about it. What would you do if a law was passed in our nation tomorrow that said you can no longer pray publicly? Would you still say grace over your meal in the restaurant? Would you still pray in your home? Well, Daniel did. And so Daniel was sent into a den of lions. But what's interesting is that night, the Bible says, the king was up, he couldn't sleep, and Daniel slept like a baby. Probably propped his head up on one of those lions. Come over here, Simba. Your belly looks like a good pillow. And I'm going to prop my feet up here on Leo over here. And I'm just going to have a nice nap. A cat nap with really big cats. <laughs> Meanwhile, the king is stressed out and freaking out. He's concerned. He really liked Daniel. So he shows up the next morning. Hey, are you okay, Daniel? Did your God deliver you? And I love what Daniel said. He said, King, my God sent his angel to shut the lion's mouth. And God's going to send his angels to deliver you. And you're indestructible until God is done with you. So stop freaking out about the duration of your life. Or what if this happens? Or what if that happens? And just say, I'm going to do what I can with the time God gives me. And he's going to take care of me until he calls me home. <laughs> Number two, world changers are never alone. Or I could just say Christians are never alone as well. Verse 34, they quench the power of fire. Of course, our mind immediately races to the friends of Daniel 
also in the book of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The king, Nebuchadnezzar, erected a giant statue of himself, covered in gold, and said, everyone worship this statue or you'll be thrown into a furnace of fire. And they'd strike up the idol theme song. And everyone bowed and they're like, Three sore thumbs stood out, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who wouldn't bow. And I love this narrative in Daniel 3. It says they're brought before the king who gives them another chance. Okay, boys, I like you. I'd like you to stay in my court and still be around. But listen, uh, you better bow this time. And they said to him, look, king, if we're thrown into the blazing furnace, the God who we serve is able to save us and rescue us from your power but even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, we will never bow before, nor will we serve your gods that you have set up. The king was so royally ticked off, he gave the command to heat the furnace up seven times hotter. And in they were thrown. The king saying, that's the end of them. And then he looked and he couldn't believe his eyes as he saw three shadowy figures and then a fourth walking about like it was a Sunday stroll in the park. And the king says, wait, I threw three into the furnace and there's a fourth one who looks like the Son of God. I believe it was Jesus Christ walking around with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the furnace of fire. Maybe you're in a fiery trial right now. But the Lord was with them and the Lord's with you. God walks with us through our trials. Jesus said, Lo, I am with you even to the end of the age. A very familiar and oft quoted passage and a wonderful one. It's Isaiah 43, 2, where God says, When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they'll not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you'll not be burned and the flames will not set you ablaze. So when they survived the fiery furnace, the king changed his tune. How did they do it? The key to their courage and calmness in the fire was their companion. And who was that companion? It was the Lord who was with you as well. Number three, world changers apply their faith and they pray. World changers apply their faith and they pray. Verse 35, women receive their loved ones back from the dead. This is probably a reference to Elijah and or Elisha, both who raised the dead. God led the prophet Elijah to storm into the court of Ahab, the king of Israel, ruling with his wicked wife Jezebel. And give the decree that will not be rain in the land, but according to my word. And then the Lord directed Elijah to go to a widow and stay with her. But one day her son got sick. And then he got worse. And then he finally died. Her life as she knew it effectively ended. Now she has not only lost her husband, she was a widow, but she also has lost her son. And she accused Elijah, why did you even come to my house? I, things were better when you weren't here. And he didn't rebuke her. He just took the limp body of her dead son and prayed for him and raised him up again. Here's your boy back. Listen, even death doesn't stop a world changer. <laughs> you look at a guy like Elijah and say, it's kind of hard to relate to a guy like that. I mean, he calls fire down from heaven. Uh, he stops the rain. He raises boys from the dead. Yes, but yet we're told in James, Elijah was a man just like us. Yet when he prayed earnestly, no rain would fall, none 
fell for three and a half years. He was just like you. Let me illustrate. After Elijah faced off with the prophets of Baal up on Mount Carmel and prayed and fire came from heaven, Queen Jezebel said, I'm gonna kill you for that. And he ran away and he was terrified and he was so depressed he said, I just wanna die. And an angel of the Lord shows up and says, you know what, buddy? You need to just eat, okay? Just eat, have a nice meal, have a nice little nap, and get up and go back and serve the Lord again. I love that because, you know, sometimes it's so practical. Angels protect us, sometimes they guide us, and sometimes they hook us up with lunch. Whatever you need. You know, they're there for you. But um, my wife tells me that when I'm hungry, I get cranky. You're hungry. How do you know I'm hungry? Because of the way you just said that. What? So she throws a sandwich at me. <laughs> and I catch it with my mouth. Swallow it one gulp, just like a dog. It's awesome. No, I made that up. Uh, but he was a guy just like us. But God used him. And all of them were people just like us. Greg Laurie showing us the characteristics of world changes. Some good insight today here on A New Beginning. And there's more to come as this study continues tomorrow when we'll have some good encouragement for those who faced persecution for their faith. Join us again, same time tomorrow for A New Beginning. If you'd like a copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, it is available on CD from Vision Christian Store. Search of whom the world was not worthy at visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.